Shalom, shalom family. Welcome back to another episode of Daily Bread with your host Daliyahu and Kafatsiba. Today we jump into Genesis about a sheet, chapter 3. So without further ado, let's uh we will stand for prayer and uh just entreat the Father, just make supplication to him and uh you know just request his presence and uh we get right into his word. <clears throat> Pray with us. Barukata, Yahuwah, Alahimu, Hamalak, Ulam, our Father who is in the heavens. Permit your name to be set apart. Permit your reign to come. Permit your desire to be done on earth as it is in heaven. Give us this day our daily bread. Allow us not to be led to trial. Give us for our sins and our transgressions against your Torah and your commands as we forgive us. Forgive our dead lords. Allow us not to be there into trial, but save us and deliver us from the wicked one. For yours is the reign, the power, and the esteem, now and forever. Yahuwah, we just come before you today to give you praise and understanding to your name, the reverence that's due to you, to just ask that you continue to lead us and guide us uh, from day to day. We ask that. Um, just give us our heart's desires. You just continue to provide that for us. Protect us. Protect all your people. Those thinking upon your name, your words, your deeds. Those far, those near. And just cover us as we um, continue to walk out your commandments. We continue to walk in righteousness. And just cover all our friends and family. Those far, those near. Who are going through any struggles, obstacles, challenges in their life right now. We just ask that you... Um, Get them peace, you the peace that only you could give, grace and mercy that only you could provide. So we just entreat you for these things and uh, these things and more. We pray in your name. So, uh, hello, you who? Two da you who? Two da you who? You bought a cot, you who? Hallelujah. So, yeah, welcome back, you guys. As you may hear, we, uh, Reporting live from Africa, Tanzania, and uh, we got all all the hosts of creation uh, listening in, chiming in. So uh, and we and we even got a new addition for you guys this week. We got a little very soft, mellow background music just for just to continue to create a nice ambiance for you guys listening, and uh, you know continue to curate uh set apart atmosphere you know so without further ado let's jump into genesis about a sheet chapter three and again just to clarify what the versions we reading you know i read the esv which is english standard version i think last chapter i was reading csb they're pretty similar just want to throw it out but we still are putting the hebrew edits on it you know we need to be calling on the Father's true name and uh, continuing to be pleasing to our Master, to our Father, and uh, esteeming to Him. So we're not calling on the name of any other deities uh, in this program, if we can help it at all. So that's what's going on. If you guys need any information, uh, clarification, feel free to reach out and we can make you know explain anything that you guys may have questions about. So, that being said, uh, by the sheet chapter 3, you guys. 
Very interesting. Verse 1. Now the serpent was more crafty than any other beast of the field that Yahuwah Elohim had made. He said to the woman, Did Elohim actually say to you, You will not eat of any tree in the garden? Verse 2. And the woman said to the serpent, We may eat of the fruit of the trees in the garden. But Elohim said, you will not eat of the fruit of the tree that is in the midst of the garden. Neither will you touch it, lest you die. Verse 4. But the serpent said to the woman, You will not surely die. For Elohim knows that when you eat of it, your eyes will be open, and you will be like Elohim, knowing good and evil. So when the woman saw that the tree was good for food, and that it was a delight to the eyes, and that the tree was to be desired to make one wise, she took of his fruit and ate, and she also gave to her husband who was with her, and he ate. Mm -mm -mm. Verse 7. <laughs> then the eyes of both were open, and they knew that they were naked, and they sewed fig leaves together and made themselves loincloths, or KJV. Which I'm reading alongside this ESV says they made for themselves aprons, apron, loincloths, just to provide a little context for you guys visually. Verse 8 <clears throat> And they heard the sound of Yahuwah Elohim walking in the garden in the cool of the day. And the man and his wife hid themselves from the presence of Yahuwah Elohim among the trees of the garden. But Yahuwah Elohim called to the man and said to him where are you and he said I heard the sound of you in the garden and I was afraid because I was naked and I hid myself verse 11 the big question he said who told you that you were naked have you eaten of the tree of which I commanded you not to eat the man said the woman whom you gave to be with me she gave me fruit of the tree and I ate and uh, just to pause for a little bit I see when I read verse 11 you know you read this exchange between you Elohim and the man he say who told you you were naked have you eaten of the tree which I command you not to eat you know it, it just being the father myself you know it's just a, a classic example of the dialogue and just the exchange we have with our children all the time so you know people talk about the fall of man like it was something like that wasn't to be expected, something that maybe shouldn't have happened. But when you read the, the dialogue, it's almost like it's a part of the process. It's very like elementary, so to speak. Like, you know, it's something that it's a part of the growing process, you know, with, with children all the time. It's a part of us coming to understand fully Yahuwah's commands and why we should listen to his commands. It's like, not like you, not like you almost have to break it, but it's like, you not that you expect them to break it but it's like you're not even surprised when they break it or don't really fully listen to your commandments because it's like a baby it's like even though he talking to a dumb which we um perceive you know we uh at, we take into estimation was a grown man already the, the dialogue almost sounds like he talking to a child mm -hmm. like hey who told you to do this who told you to do what I told you not to do? Like, and it, the dialogue almost sounds like as if I'm talking to one of my, my five-year-old or mm -hmm. something like that. This is something that in parenting, you know, is this conversation very uh, common. Hey, who I told you to do this? Why did you do that? Mm -hmm. You know, so 
it is by the sheet, you know, it's the beginning, but um, as much of a big thing as it is to us to read about it this day and age, it almost seems like, what's the word I'm looking for? Like, um, very routine, you know what I'm saying? Like, something that you could almost anticipate would happen, you know, mm -hmm. that the child or the person, newly created person, goes astray a little bit, you know? Um, so I just want to interject that, you know, it reminds me very much of the dialogue I have with my children, but um, not to be um, mistaken or taken lightly, it definitely was a big part to well, the state we're in now and the fall of humanity or civilization as we know it, but it's almost something that's um, very, um, it happens so often. Or even how easy it is to be deceived. Yeah, right. You it's know, because point. they was clear on yeah. the command, right? Very clear. And then you go talk to another sibling mm. or somebody else. Mm -hmm. Oh, what well, well, daddy said, I can't, do, I can't do that. Mm -hmm. Oh, well, well, daddy said to me, you already, this other thing. You already, with one, with one other piece of information, you already second guessing what the authority said. Like, it already has you in another space with just a, a subtle suggestion from anybody else right and you really just start to question yourself so if he told hmm. me this right. and he told you that mm. then maybe what he was saying to me I misunderstood it right so you start kind of rewriting the command like well maybe he meant something else of course right like the serpent said you won't surely die and I ain't say you, you he ain't say you won't die but you won't surely die oh yeah whatever it may be but it just shows us like verse 1 say the serpent was more crafty or more, you know, scrappy than any beast of the field or whatnot, but um, it just goes to show you. And it goes to show the character of a Nakash. Right. Because he understands. Before you you create, you just got created. You mm -hmm. knew, you green. Mm -hmm. And he knows how you think. Right, and that's why I wanted, I just wanted to mention that it just shows the power of a subtle suggestion. Mm -hmm. And uh, my point is just a, a, a bit of distortion. The, you know the effect a bit of distortion can have like they say a little muddy in the water a little bit a little ripple again you know in the in the calm surface right a little leaven leavens the lump you know so we we can see the result of a little bit of unrighteousness a little a small lie and uh that's why we, we have to read the commandments we have to be on guard you know we, we pray and we ask you to guard us and to keep us from this but we it's in his commands it's written that we should guard his word and uh, it's no other way to do that besides listening, knowing, understanding what that commands are. Because in these days and times, wah, woo, we're very far from the guard and uh, people more deceived than ever, right? So we have to be on guard, family. I mean, this just this is why we read this stuff. It just brings us to this point in the conversation. It brings us to these very important life lessons and. Uh, nuggets uh of wisdom you know tidbits of conventional wisdom but you know what just came to me just now like that's why we pray of course and you know when you pray and you get that oil right that new oil right mm -hmm. that anointing oil and so when the deception comes it just rolls on off of you it of don't course. stick it, it's repelled because definitely if you uh like you say you're covered in the word and uh all the attributes, the spiritual attributes of that word, you know, the armor, so to speak, that stuff is, is repelled because if somebody say, let's go do this, and you know you who said that, well, it's Shabbat, I'm resting today, when somebody trying to tell you to do otherwise, it's very clear, or he said, yeah, it's very, it becomes very apparent when you 
uh, have a relationship with the word for sure. So yeah, man, uh, gotta be on guard, family. So uh, that was verse eleven. Getting back to the reading. He told you a naked, you eat another tree, I told you not to eat. Verse 12. <clears throat> okay, I read verse 12 again, which we read verse 12. The man said, The woman whom you gave to be with me, she gave me the fruit of the tree, and I ate. Verse 13. Then Yahuwah Elohim said to the woman, <clears throat> What is this that you have done? The woman said, The serpent deceived me, and I ate. Verse 14. Yahuwah Elohim said to the serpent, so we see in just those three verses, we see the, the blame got went from three different places. Yahuwah talked to the man. He said, oh, no, the woman did it. He talked to the woman. What you did? No, the serpent did it. So he's like, no, you. I'm talking to you. No, I'm talking to you. Now you're talking to the serpent. What did you do? So very um, interesting to see that hierarchy as well. You know, right, the hierarchy. It is a hierarchy. Because the command went to the man. Very clearly. And Yahuwah went to the man. Yeah. So verse 14. Yahuwah Elohim said to the serpent, or the Nakash in the Abadi or Hebrew tongue, because you have done this, cursed are you above all livestock and above all beasts of the field. On your belly you will go, and thus you will eat all the days of your life. I will put enmity between you and the woman, and between your offspring and her offspring. He will bruise your head, and you will bruise his heel. And I just want to pause right here for one second to talk about this verse 15 because this is only three chapters in to the scriptures and this right here is a prophecy. And I think it's important to highlight prophecy because prophecy from my experience, my, 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 my humble experience of reading the scriptures a couple times over, what you realize is it's prophecy is placed into the scriptures in different places. Here a little, there a little, one verse here, one verse there. And it's talking about the current situation, but it's also a word or a thing spoken that, that has ramifications or effects on the whole generations to come. So he's saying to the serpent, you're going to be cursed above all things, and uh, you're going to put enmity between this offspring and that offspring. So the serpent got an offspring already, it's telling us, and it's the offspring of the woman that will be, that's not yet, and then the offspring of the woman going to bruise the head of the serpent and the offspring of the serpent gonna bruise the heel of the, the woman's seed so that is very important to understand because these things are uh, arguably still playing out today and and like i said arguably have yet to be fully played out so these things are why we read the scriptures and these this is part of the reason we want to like help guide people through the scriptures so to speak because some people may miss it or not understand the prophecy or the fullness thereof, but Yahuwah's word is loaded with, um, how can we say, like, not devil talk, but it's like, um, it's prophetic word. So it's like, it's loaded with, um, like a literal understanding and a, a deeper hint, um, le hint level of, um, interpretation. It's, it's definitely a, a prophetic level or it's, um, it's an allegorical understanding as well. So. Uh, it's very important to understand when reading these different levels of interpretation of interpretation to the Hebrew scriptures. So verse 15 is very one of those um, a prophecy that was declared to the serpent about what would happen to him. So uh, very interesting to note. So continuing verse 16 to the woman he said, "I will surely 
multiply your pain and childbearing. In pain you will bring forth children. Your desire will be contrary to your husband, but he will rule over you. So it's a footnote here in the CSB. It's like your desire will be contrary to, but the footnote said, or will be toward your husband. Your your desire will be toward your husband, but he will rule over you. Or your desire will be contrary to your husband and he will rule over you. So it's kind of a nuance there that I just want to point out. But I think both are true. I, I can see what it what it means. And but I think it goes again to what I was saying about the prophetic speak of the word and how it can be interpreted, you know, um, different ways or loosely interpreted. So I guess we all have our own um, experience with that. Verse 17. You want to add something? Right. And so it just gives you, it just makes you just, you know, think about what it was before that. Yeah, if, that was, if that was the curse to make the woman desire the husband, or, you know, what was the other word? Uh, be contrary. Or be contrary. Like, you could just imagine what it was before that. Like, so, um, so maybe before it was a very harmonic, symbiotic, very right. close knit relationship, but now it's more of a friction. It's more of a friction, yeah. That wasn't there before. But also like this kind of controlling element that kind of got placed in there, if that makes sense. You know what I'm saying? Like my my desire is towards you. I want to be next to you, but I also don't always agree with you or whatever. Like so before it was just like everything is whatever. It's like. Whatever, you know, it was, like you said, more symbiotic. For sure, for sure. What was it like? What, yeah, it's definitely interesting to think about what, what was it like in that short span before this happened? Short span, Who, 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 who knows? Yeah, very <laughs> short. Right. Uh, <clears throat> so, verse 17. And to Adam, he said, because you have listened to the voice of your wife and have eaten of the tree, of which I commanded you, you would not eat of it. Curse is the ground because of you. So the ground got cursed because of man. It's powerful to even understand. In pain, you will eat of it all the days of your life. Or the KJV says, in sorrow, you will eat of it all the days of your life. Verse 18, thorns and thistles it will bring forth for you, and you will eat the plants of the field. Verse 19, by the sweat of your face you will eat bread till you return to the ground. For out of it you were taken, for dust, for you are dust, and to dust you will return. Verse 20, the man called his wife's name Eve, or Hawa, because she was the mother of all living. I think that's interesting, that all of, that's not recording anymore. I would just read, I think we had a little technical difficulty, so I just want to read verse 20 again. The man called his wife's name Eve, as it's written in the ESV, or Kahawa in the Hebrew, Hawa, because she was the mother of all living. I think that it's interesting that she's just now being named. Like they fell, they done got deceived and fell, and all these things happened before she even got her name. Kind of give us for sure. Verse 21 And Yahuwah Elohim made for Adam and for his wife 
garments of skins and clothe them. So we still got some clothes out the deal, some some new thread, you know. It is what it is. <laughs> Gotta look at the bright side. <laughs> Yahuwah gave them clothes too. Don't forget that part. Yeah, but the understanding that they wasn't ashamed before and they're ashamed now. When Yahuwah is saying, okay, you've fallen, but I'm still going to take care of you. It's a blessing. I ain't going to just point. utterly destroy you because you you Made didn't listen to me. Right. You know what I'm saying? So now that you've been in this fallen state, now I got to change up a bit. You know what I'm saying? Okay, let me show you how to make clothes now. So you know me. Now you know about your nakedness. Now I got to adjust some things. Shout out to me. Shame, <laughs> shame, shameless plug. <laughs> Cover up your shame now. Cover up your shame with our Africa only garments. Apparel straight from Africa. Verse twenty-two. Then Yahuwah Elohim said, "Behold, the man has become like one of us in knowing good and evil. Now, lest he reach out his hand and take also of the tree of life and eat and live forever." Therefore, Yahuwah Elohim sent him out of the garden of Adon to work the ground from which he was taken. He drove out the man, and at the east of the garden of Adon, he placed the carabine and a flaming sword that turned every way to guard that turned every way to guard the way to the tree of life. Access denied. Access denied. Exactly. You got a flaming sword at the entrance. Try me if you want to. Yes. So with that, that concludes uh, chapter three of Genesis by the sheep, and uh, and you you know what brings to mind now is the uh, pseudepigraphal uh -huh. when they talk about Adam and Eve. So at this point, according to the pseudepigraphal, which we don't subscribe to this this extra story, it doesn't the spirit of it is different. But the pseudepigraphal says that. Adam was so sad they got kicked out of the garden and he committed suicide. Right, he tried to kill himself. Yeah, right. a few thousand times and Locke kept rescuing him and coming to him and saying, Listen, it's not time for you to die. You can't die just yet. you got to live with your consequences. Very interesting. So for you guys that don't know, you know, we read the Daily Bread. We're trying to bring you guys the scriptures, just the canonized books of the scripture that we know. But we know that the history of the Hebrew people the people who had um, a country and a, a, a nation and the land that had a temple and uh, they had priests and they had scrolls and uh, scrolls are written all the time. We had scrolls of different prophets and a whole library of writings that were maybe more than the books that's canonized. So the pseudographia, which means uh, hidden books or lost books, it's a separate book or a separate collection of books of the Hebrew writings or extra biblical writings that's not in the canon. One of them she was referring to is called like Testimony or Book of Adam and Eve, which is hard to, to, to gauge how accurate it is and when it was written. Obviously, that the Book of Adam and Eve may have been written sometime after Adam and Eve. And uh, like we say, uh, maybe the origins are questionable, but it's, it's a book that uh, claims to be a biblical book. We have read it, and uh, maybe one day we'll continue. We'll have it as daily bread, and uh, just read it for fun, and just just to share with you guys. But that's what um, my wife Foxy was referencing in that book. It kind of tells uh, some more details about what happened after they got kicked out of the garden. So uh, yeah, stick around for that. And if you guys comment, or if you guys would be interested in hearing that, let us know. We'll, we'll read it one day. But uh, 
for the day. That's it for Genesis by the Sheet chapter three. We ending on a somber note. That I, I stay in the garden is finished, and so with that we say shalom. We see you guys in the next chapter. Shalom, family. Shalom.